We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Road of the Basketball Show. We are excited. We are actually wrapping up our series of basketball shows, and we decided we were going to have a Thursday edition. We haven't had one of those. We haven't had a kind of midday. We've been hitting these pretty early in the day in terms of Eastern time, and we're going to do things a little bit different because our guest today is Pat Doherty, Mr. Roto Pat. You'll know him from the Twitter streets. And uh, Pat, Pat, we're pretty excited about this one. We are. We're looking forward to having some fun. We got to catch up in Canton. I got to meet you in person for the first time. And we kind of guilted you into making sure that you came back on the show. So uh, looking forward to uh, having this conversation with you in this draft. But welcome back to the, the Road of His Airwaves. No, it was just telling me not to be a diva, basically. I'm getting to that point with outside, like non-NBC podcasts. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm available at you know, 4.30 Nova Scotian time on Saturday morning. For and, six uh, minutes. Yeah, yeah, for six minutes. Yeah. And no, Colin, we go way back. I mean, I think I probably first went on your show in like 2015 or something. Um, a long time long time one thing i remember specifically and i've mentioned this to, to zach as well when uh, i was in australia which was 2015 into 2016 we did a podcast back then and we ended up talking about the uh the aussie open tennis for a bit of time yes. after it so <laughs> it, it is we, we've known each other for a long time and uh maybe maybe the uh Doherty name you know having a little bit of irish in it uh, gave me a little bit of foot in the door for those conversations well yeah and i'm surrounded by um, american irish and they were like very very fascinated that i was going on a ireland-based podcast so it's, it's always been a talking point um so yeah I, I, I always do my part to help the home island <laughs> uh, we were having some fun before we kicked off we will be jumping into a, a bbm tree but we also have zachary kruger here who has been an ever present for this series it's been awesome myself and zach have become close friends over the last couple of years got to meet him a couple of weeks ago and uh, the biggest thing though zach going into today's show is the special request that you put into underdog for the uh, the availability uh. of players in this draft <laughs> yeah so slid into underdog fantasy dms actually first of all calm thanks for having me once again as your co-host today uh, but slid into underdog fantasy dms put in a special request to have them remove bayless jones from uh. the uh, the player pool I, I, I was traumatized to see um, uh, Mr. Mr. Doherty, take take Bayless Jones in a in a draft over at the Fantasy Football Expo. Um, I cried. Um, I eventually recovered, but but mostly cried. And uh, just to avoid any kind of mistake like that happening again in this draft, I asked Underdog in the DMs to remove them. They informed me that they did in fact do that um, by actually ranking him as the 420th player on the website. So oh, come on, man. close close <laughs> enough for us. He, he's all the way down there. We shouldn't actually get to him. Uh, yeah, I got to be honest. I wish that I didn't have Vilas Jones on almost every managed team that I have. Sometimes these are the players, though. <laughs> That's that what people, Justin Fields says. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes people will make fun of you for certain picks in the, the preseason, and then all of a sudden we're six weeks into the season, and you're the only person with that guy in your roster, and it's working out pretty well. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, I know he's 42 years old and he's a rookie, but I just still, I'm, um, it is really, it's just basically because the Bears keep talking him up, and you know, I do think maybe he's better than Byron Pringle. So this is what we're hoping about. The bar is not very high in Yeah, Chicago, the bar is set quite low. Yeah. <laughs> there isn't a huge amount of other options, though, so that, that could still work out. He is the oldest rookie entering the NFL since Branton Whedon uh, was drafted by the Cleveland Browns. Is, so. that, is that true? Because I think that probably is true. 
Is he the I actually think Bratton Whedon was older and, and actually... Whedon was old. older, but Vilas has to be one of the oldest rookies of the past decade. Yeah, Whedon is easily the oldest rookie. I, I swear he was 27 or 28 when he was drafted. He was, I believe, 27. There's been a handful... He might have been 28. There's been a handful of 25-year-olds. Yeah. Um, he's he's up there. He's yeah. really, Dwayne really Eskridge stands out to me as another one, too, I feel like. Yeah, Vilas, though, he's, he's in the mix. There's no yeah. doubt about it. <laughs> contention yeah i think whedon was 29 then when he retired he didn't last too long in the nfl but uh we will get ready to jump in to the draft so we'll let zach set that up but uh looking forward to this we have had i don't know zach we probably had maybe 12 of these streams over the last couple of months so um yeah they've been a huge amount of fun so we're saving the best to last this is the one in ticket no pressure pat we just need you to uh deliver here for us i will yeah i mean zach is uh he's smarter than me just to be honest so uh we're gonna see not sure how much, especially with the, the Pomeranian. Um, but I'm gonna do the best I can to help him make uh you know, just be like round eleven, like just I'm just saying Velas, he is still out there. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'll get a text. Yeah, yeah I know I'll text you up. Hey, yeah, hey, I, hate I didn't want to bother you on the stream, but yeah, he is still out there. <laughs> he's still in the player pool, actually. I, I think I think they left him there. Well, um, you know, I, I appreciate the kind words, Pat, but one thing that I, we did agree on, which I, I felt really good about, I don't know if it's an indictment on me or just a praise on how smart we both are, but um, you and I had some pretty good Miles Sanders discourse a few weeks ago, um, talking about that as as a player who a lot of people aren't drafting, who who we both kind of kind of like. I, I don't know if Colm's completely on that on that ship or not, but look at him. He's He, he doesn't know. Yeah, we should just put this joke. Well, yeah, you put him in. He's, yes. a running, he's a running back being drafted kind of before round eight, so I don't know those guys at all. Yeah, Colin's unfamiliar with Mace, or, uh, uh, Miles Sanders. Well, when we talked about Miles Sanders, it was before he picked up yet another hamstring injury. But yeah, mm. I mean, my Miles Sanders take is that he's the only like legit early down option. He was a different runner after he came back from the ankle injury last year. It was a different offense, too. That helped. And we don't know if it's going to remain quite as run-heavy this year but i do think miles sanders adp is too low probably like around too low yeah yeah um we do have the 106 here guys i don't know if we pointed that out yet so where would you be looking to go here mr doherty and justin jefferson or death but since he won't fall probably death um i mean i would definitely go chalk with whoever's the, the remaining between j jeff chase and eckler j jeff chase and eckler okay we we, I don't know if we've drafted any Austin Eckler on this thing yet. Um, have Definitely we? very little if we have, so I'm not against it. Um, You'd rather take Diggs. I mean, that's also defensible. Um, who, you know, Diggs had the the best down season in NFL history last year. Basically. He really did. We uh, we do like to lean the way of the, the guest. The dream here would be that Jamar Chase slides. We were in the draft uh, on Tuesday, so two mm-hmm. days ago, and in that situation, the exact same thing happened that we missed out on Chase by the one pick. I'm open to going Eckler here if you want to go the other might you don't want to go Eckler and you just you're fully committed to receiver. I mean Eckler was career year was last year. Um I, I think there's probably a little debate about that. And I, I understand not wanting to draft someone come out of a career, but Zach, you've got ten seconds left, so just go with your heart. Uh, I'll go with my heart. Um, I, I also would hate to have a guest on in the very first pick that he recommends. We go elsewhere. Uh, probably <laughs> this not, is not a good way to get you back on next year. So we'll go with Austin Eckler <laughs> and uh, well, that just ruined the team. I'm just this, this was the first guest who I was on that I actually was like, let's just throw everything out the window and let's just uh, make him draft wide receivers for ten rounds. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. But. Yeah, I do think that um, Eckler is interesting there. It's somebody who you mentioned, Zach, I don't think we've drafted at all on the stream. I have drafted very little of Austin Eckler on my own. So it's always good to, to get some of those tickets because as I joked earlier with Felix Jones potentially being the right answer, maybe Austin Eckler is the right answer when we get to a, a certain stage of the season. So, so Colin, well, why do you find yourself not taking Eckler? Um, I, there are obvious reasons, but like, what are your reasons? There's, um, I haven't had a huge amount of drafts where I've been kind of in that 106 to 108 range this year. I've either had, I've had a lot of luck having early picks in the top four, and then I've had picks then kind of the 11, 12 range. So he, he doesn't really be in consideration at both those spots. So then when I get into like Dalvin Cook's another person, I haven't drafted a huge amount. I've actually drafted quite a bit of Derek Henry recently because he sometimes will slide to the back end of that round. So it's not that I have any ill feelings against Austin Eckler himself but the other one concern would be that he had that career year last year they have talked about wanting to try and he has even talked about this wanted to try and kind of limit the actual workload that he is going yeah, to I'm get sure he does. yeah so uh but the upside is still there in terms of a pass catch and running back so 
I'm usually in that range where I'm lucky enough to get one of those first five that we see in this, who are Christian McCaffrey, Coop, Taylor, and then we have Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. But then at the back end, I'm looking at guys like Derek Henry, uh, Devontae Adams, even DeAndre Swift, Saquon Barkley, getting in then to, you know, Stefan Diggs is in that range. So I just feel there's a lot of other options and draft selection that haven't been in the six through eight a huge amount. I've got of a lot of Swift too. It's basically like he's on like the Eckler trajectory. Yeah. It's like a lot he, of times, he's you the know, ascendant Eckler. Yeah. He's the version of Eckler before. Which is always the classic, like, don't take last year's model, take this year's model. And DeAndre Swift is this year's model of Austin Eckler. But did you have anything to add to that, Zach, with, like, Eckler skepticism or um, did Colin lay it out pretty well? So I'm now hosting. One of the other things that I find hard (laughs) sometimes is players who I have been on when the value has been lower. James Conner is an example this year. I find it sometimes hard then, like, to get the career year and then try and go in again on the same player. But Typically don't have two career years. <laughs> Unless you're Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, Zach, we are going to be back up on the clock, but if you have something to add about uh, Eckler, sorry for interrupting there, we can we can go through it in a moment. We're one pick away. Who would you be looking here for, Zach? Uh, I mean, I got I got receiver in here, obviously. Uh, my Austin Eckler take, good guy, nice guy, good football player, fine, <laughs> fine pick. Likes um, fantasy football. Lover of the really, fantasy community. Really good guy. Yeah, he, he got he got the 101 fantasy player bump here for us and taking him taking him at number six. But I I'm I'm obviously looking at receiver. Mark Andrews is probably another interesting option here as well. You can't can't deny that. Um, I, if there's someone else not in the queue yet, who you guys are interested in, just throw them my way real quick here. Look at receiver real quick. But receivers they don't they're not really worth much in underdog, right? It's half PPR. <laughs> no, it's Joe. I was Joe. I mean, yeah. I've never seen a running back drafted. <laughs> right. We have 10 seconds left. We're yeah, going just go with your – I'm not even going to say a name. I want you to go with your heart, Zach. Let's do Debo. Yeah. yeah right. I was hoping you would go Debo. Since, yeah. you know, he is actually a running back, so I just wanted to see a running back taken there still. We, we've started off with a running back, running back start here for this. <laughs> right. we're, we're ready for the hyper-fragile running back build now. We have Eckler and Samuel locked up. So Zach, are you still are you still bullish on Debo this year? I mean, I feel like the skepticism has like gotten pretty weird. I mean, I understand it, but what, what's like the positive case since you just took Debo in the second round? The positive case is I think that uh, after he signed that that big extension, he said that he's willing to do whatever it takes to help the team win. Um, I, I, I think I actually posted a blurb about that, so uh, I, I should know that he said that. Um, but he said he's willing to do whatever it takes to help the team win after he was questioned about whether or not he would uh, actually entertain the idea of running the ball. Um, we'll see if that actually happens. Certainly, we, we know that the way Shanahan likes to deploy his running backs, and then obviously Debo last year, that, that yielded a very profitable uh, return for fantasy. And then I, I think also he, he was actually an elite wide receiver. If we pull up his, I can't pull up his numbers here, but he was an actually elite wide receiver last year. He was second in receiving yards before they made him a running back. Yeah, just insane. Like he, he's actually a good wide receiver. I, I think the I, if there's a downside to him, I, I hope that it's it's Trey Lance and that that's not too long of a downside that it, that doesn't last for too early or too far into the season that he's able to you know get that chemistry going and, and actually be a, a usable player. Now that we're taking him still at the end of the second round, um, so so I'm high on Debo. I, I hope that the offense overall is good and that he's able to kind of return to the form that we saw him him offer up last year at the very least as a receiver which is still worthy of a pick here and then a, a, as a running back or whatever would would just be an additional uh <laughs> a boon to his overall fantasy stock so yeah i think Colin agrees you gotta take a wide receiver in the third round now actually yeah the, the, two, the two names that i would have pinned when we took samuel would have been uh aj brown and t higgins and then i thought maybe one of them slides back and there's no chance of debo but they have all gone since we have a little bit of a wide receiver run here we get mike evans we get michael Pittman. we are four picks away so tyreek hill is a potential option then i would be looking then to mike evans dj moore Cortland sutton it's a little bit tricky when you start to, to miss out on some of those because the the dream picks then of somebody like a jalen waddle coming back to you is probably not happening either so they are kind of is there anyone here that's higher on your list i'm a little bit higher on uh waddle than hell based on adp but if it's a case here that hell starts to slide back to us i think we would have to entertain that i'm finding myself higher on waddle too just because he's the guy who already has the established chemistry with tua we know it's gonna be like a yak based offense tyreek was becoming more of that kind of receiver with the chiefs last year you're doing more work underneath but i mean he's still he's like he's what you think of when you think of a non-yak receiver and we just know that's the focal point of this offense we also know the offense should be much better designed 
Yeah. Alabama, Tua was one of the best play action, like deep ball guys in the country. He needs his deep shots. He really was designed for him, but they will be designed for him. Zach, you're on the clock. Who are you taking? I think it's Kyle Pitts. You want to go Pitts? Pat, how do you feel about Pitts? I, I want to go Pitts for sure. We'll he caught that. I didn't want to mention silly, it. Sometimes that's silly. Actually, not that superstitious one. You didn't want to mention a column. See, all Irish people are superstitious. I'm extremely superstitious. I'm usually not too bad, but I'm usually not too bad. But he usually isn't sliding back to us in these drafts. So I thought, let's let's go get it. Um, so we start off Austin Eckler, Debo Samuel, and Kyle Pitts. I think uh, high think a lot of options moving forward. I was going to say for yeah. for not being all running backs, it's it's rather high T. That's here. a very very high T team. Yeah, I love it. You, you said you were all aboard with Kyle Pitts. Is there, you know, obviously, are you all in on Kyle Pitts for a historic second season as a tight end? Well, I'm kind of basically all in on Kyle Pitts at cost, where I'm not really, like, reaching for him. But, you know, the ADP is already pretty high. And if he falls to me, the downside is, like, self-evident because it's a horrible, horrible team. Uh, Marcus Mariota was most famous as a passer in Tennessee for, like, not pulling the trigger on, like, difficult throws or deep throws. But so the downside is self-evident, but we, the same goes for the upside. Like he's a, a, a humanoid. He's like a freak of nature. And Arthur Smith is like a fairly good play designer. Didn't seem that way last year because he was working with so little, but like it's, it's felt like he wasn't a good play designer. But then in hindsight, like, well, he did make Cordell or Patterson one of the most productive players in the NFL. And so I have big time quarterback questions, but he – I, I am I'm all in on the narrative that he's there's, there's never really been an athlete like him at his position, and he and like his his athletic attributes like show up on the film like on the field too. So I think while there's downside, it's a it's a real bet like it's an actual bet you can make to bet on Kyle Pitts just being like a freak of nature, like one one of a kind athlete. One of a kind, definitely. And I think, uh, you know, Gronk, when he came in, kind of broke the tight end position, but we've never seen anything like Kyle Pitts. But we are back on the clock. Juju Smith-Schuster's in the clue. In the clue. In the clue. clue. We have <laughs> we have Terry McLaurin and Mar- uh, Marquise Brown by kind of ADP options. Anyone here that you like? I, I would put McLaurin three of three, but I like all three. I, I have a lot of Marquise and Juju this summer, I'll say. I think I think Brown has a has a has a correlation with the Falcons. Why don't we go Brown here? Is, is Brown practice this summer? Take him. I want you to take him. But uh, is yeah. he even practice? I can't remember. <laughs> like, is he back at practice yet? It's, he it's was been, pulled over for driving quiet. to practice. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's trying to get there very quickly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, he is practicing, by the way. Okay, good, good. We we want those kind of players. We, you want players who are practicing. That's what I always say. When I'm trying to give like fancy advice one on one, well, you typically want them to be practicing. Yeah, health is health is good. Yeah, health you don't want great. them to be on injured reserve. Um, but we did talk about Jalen Waddle. People might be listening and thinking uh, has been reports over the last couple of days of potential lingering leg issue in terms of uh, his Perhaps. participation in practice. So that has worried me a little bit. But again, there is times where those soft tissue injuries can linger into the season. But when we are at this point, you also have to consider the fall length of the season, particularly in baseball. So I would still be drafting him at his current ADP. I mentioned there's no chance of him getting back to us in this draft. He did actually just go two slots before us. So there was a potential opportunity to get him there. It's going to be interesting. This, you know, you want to get drafts sometimes that they aren't as wide receiver heavy. This has been very wide receiver heavy through those first four rounds. And we do see that at underdog, but sometimes you get a little bit of a break and it be a little bit lighter, I've never but, seen that. Yeah. <laughs> We've been fortunate a few times, but today is going to be a little bit of a, a challenge to, to keep up. But we'll keep we'll keep on moving here. How are you feeling this year uh, about the dead zone for running backs? Are you trying to avoid it? Is there any names in here that are of interest? You know, the likes of Brees Hall. Jo- uh, Zach isn't in on J.K. Dobbins, but J.K. Dobbins is somebody who I'm drafting. And uh, there's a couple of interesting names in there. I feel like the dead zone is more interesting than usual this year where – it's it's the dead zone so again there's that word downside but there's like a little more upside than usual in the dead zone and jk dobbins is basically the first place i look for that upside and who i mean i'm frankly like overall kind of skeptical on like i just don't take it for granted a guy that has 152 touches is going to become like the 152 career touches will just be given the lead back job especially if he's not all the way healthy but uh, i mean the upside we the ravens are boomeranging back to being a run heavy offense. There's just no debate about it. 
and he's the guy in the driver's My seat. favorite thing that you mentioned there was that, you know, the dead zone, the word kind of death, there is a perceived downside with that. So usually like death, there is a perceived to be bad. It's <laughs> yeah, not a good side. We, we joked about the injured reserve, but being dead is not good for... for no, no get, yeah, you want players who are alive. Yeah. Very, very much so. So one pick away again, Zach, you have added to the queue, Brees Hall, who I kind of touched on there, Chris Godwin, Amon Ross and Brian and DK Metcalf. Darnell Mooney would be another name I would add, but again, we only need to pick. We're going to have options. We probably don't need to add him to the queue, but he may get back. St. Brian goes. Who are you feeling here, Pat? I don't. I actually don't want to influence Zach because I'm fascinated to see if he'll take Brees Hall or if he'll go with the receiver. Gosh, well, my thesis with the Brees Hall play is we might get a little dip here because of this rumor that he's a second running back. So we get a 10-pick dip if we take him and he actually ends up playing. Is Chris Godwin playing at all, though? Could he be I ready? I believe he seems like he's going to be ready. I think I would just time out into Brees. I don't know what I would do. I'm sorry. That's, that, that, let's go Brees, then. That's Pat's I'm sorry. Oh, I'm my sorry. God. Godwin. Uh, I can't sorry. believe that. And he he's also knows. He's recent Roto World blurb here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's out eight games. Oh, well, nevertheless. Yeah. Uh, no. The report that was actually just on his player card, I was trying to pull it up, says he was just doing 11 on 11 drills. So That's, is that, I mean, is that he, good? It's very know. good. And there's no indication he's going to be on the pup list, which of course means they expect him back in the first four games. Maybe he's not ready for week one. And that would be a blow, but it's best ball. You can weather that for two or three weeks. And the upside is – the receiver core is not nearly as deep. The, the target competition is not nearly as deep as it was last year, even though they added Julio Jones, even though they added Russell Gage. I think it will be narrower at the top with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin kind of like reasserting like their true like alpha status in this offense. And I'm all over Godwin when, when he falls. And uh, I thought it was a perfectly good place to take Godwin. Well, I think, I think too, like, so, so, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. He's now on the pups, which is great. So hopefully he'll be back within a four week span or less, but then also we just got him as a wide receiver 28 and we know he's got top 15 upside if he's healthy or better. So I mean, there are lots of drafts where he will be drafted as a top 15 or 16 receiver. So, Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Especially over these next couple of weeks, if these yeah, reports yeah. keep on coming out, like he, his ADP will be a late August spike. So for sure. Especially in, just more as like the general drafting public logs back on and like, Oh, Chris right. Godwin, I know him. Yeah. And yeah, he sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, and tell, uh, tell Pat who I wanted to draft there just when we're, we're, we're on the, who, who, I gotta look and see who went here real quick. Oh, you probably want a DK Metcalf. Yeah, that would have been the. Well, that's the Pat. I think is a DK Metcalf guy as well. If I'm not mistaken. Well, a little bit. I'm just. I'm. I'm just more of like a Seahawks truther in that DK Metcalf's ADP is actually fine. I've been the kind of truthing Tyler Lockett's ADP. We're like, like folks, that, like that's, this, that's a tough though, yeah. one to pass on. I'm like, folks, the Seahawks. You're aware, like they're not going to attempt 15 passes a game, like. This is an NFL offense, though. It's going to have to be attempting at least 25 passes a game. They will be and losing by four. They will be, and it's so. the, about as narrow of an offense as possible. And you're aware that Tyler Lockett is very good and is probably still going to get a ton of targets. Like, quarterback downgrade, I mean, you could argue that Geno Smith is worse than Russell Wilson. I'll give you that. Um, but, yeah, I Tyler Lockett, it's still an NFL offense. He's still going to be getting targets. He's still very good. I was just going to make a pitch for Kyler Murray as the next pick, but he does go off the board just uh, a couple of picks before us, three picks ahead of us. So we have a potential option here to go with Trey Lance. I haven't been really trying to stack up Seahawks passing game with Lance, and Lance goes off the board as we say that. So thanks very much to everyone uh, for their support at this time. Uh, how, how are we feeling? Uh, I think that mix is probably skip quarterback here because we could go borrow, but we're not going to have any stacking options. But any other Elijah options Moore. outside Elijah Moore? Yeah. I don't know what to even. I don't know. This is like the there's classic. a possibility we could, we could we could go Drake London here and then we could take Marcus Mariota later on. Yeah, we can also get Tom Brady later on too. So there's that. Let's I want you guys do, to go full best ball brain here. Let's do London. Let's do London. Do not take Elijah Moore. What are I we actually, gonna do? Yeah. Oh. Head, head draft. Head draft. Okay, good. <laughs> what are we gonna do, guys? We don't know. I the actually totally agree with Elijah Moore has been someone I've been getting worried about. By the way, just. His quarterback's Joe Flacco. What's wrong with that? I love all the Jets wide receivers named Moore and uh, also Garrett Wilson. It's not uh, but, that confusing. Yeah. But the, uh, the there is obviously concern with the quarterback play. But- it's the quarterback play. And like, so Elijah Moore, the case for him is it seems like anytime he practices, everyone's like, wow, this guy's the best guy on the field. Like he got that last summer. He's been getting a little bit of that this summer, but the quarterback chaos, the offensive line chaos, an offense that, 
was like shockingly pass heavy last year because the game script was so bad. We know they want to be more run heavy this year. Yeah, a top 11 pick on a receiver. Corey Davis appeared in four games last year. So, so many variables for a slot receiver that like Elijah Moore, I'm like finding reasons not to draft him. And I, I do, I do think that so good to hear. I, I do think that he is. Very but he's good. very good. Zach. Yeah. That's the thing. Sorry. He is. He's, he, no, he's actually insane. But I also agree with what you're saying, too. Like, that is the case for him, the positive case for him. And it, it's a plausible case. Like, it seemed like anytime he practices, everyone's like, yeah, seriously, like, this guy's the best player on the field. Um, so that is a genuine case for him. Uh, so we have started off now. We have two Falcons. Which, uh, I, if somebody snipes as a Marcus Mariota, that will just turn off the, the stream. But that'll be, much later in, yeah, that, <laughs> that'll be much later in the, the draft. But you mentioned earlier Marquise Brown um as the the option against kyle pitts as a uh, you know a comeback in week 17 so we do have two wide receivers and then obviously marquise brown so there's a chance that we could start to move in a little bit more to that arizona versus falcons game in week 17 and stack it up a little bit more but we'll see how it plays out i usually would be trying to get the first quarterback there you mentioned though the possibility of getting tom brady a little bit later that would be interesting i would like to get one of those elite quarterbacks you know, if we're going with Mariota, it might even be a case that we go with Mariota and Ritter if we end up being very heavily invested in the Falcons here, and that's not really a, a pretty thing to do. That's uh, we're going to traumatize the viewers. If that's we'll how get Felipe, you better get screen. Felipe Franks too. Yes, yeah. uh, it's like uh, it's like when we mentioned Elijah Moore and the Jets potentially, you know, being a bad offense. I get a lot of YouTube comments and why are we drafting? You know, these teams in bad offenses. <laughs> the, the Falcons are going to be bad. The Lions are going to be bad. The Seahawks are going to be bad. My ongoing joke is that I have stacked up more Seahawks versus Jets week seventeen games than any other game. So uh, we are about to be back on the clock though, and we'll probably get some action on that in a little bit. Is it Brady time, Zach? It, it's a little early on Brady, but I'd like to get the stack, so I, I would like to do it personally. So if you get Brady, then do you have to take – oh, I guess Russell Gage is probably already gone, right? So do you have to take Russell Gage or Julio Jones then too? We, we have Marquise Brown, so we wouldn't necessarily yeah, – or not Marquise Brown, Chris Godwin. I, if, we do, if we don't go with Brady here, I would take um, uh, Devontae Smith. Let's do Brady take, just to get it. Oh, that's a coward pick there. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't I, be afraid of missing Brady. You called me a cow. Let me see how I can Coward. recall. You say it to his stream. face, Zach. Yeah, I'm sure you did just say it to his face. But Can, can I just remove calm from the stream here? <laughs> oh, there we go. Finally. <laughs> so the, the, the brains of the operation. Yeah, now finally it's out. just the fake Irishman here. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Welcome aboard. <laughs> This is the uh, the issue when I also have the controls to let myself back in. <laughs> ah, so we're, we're back in foiled business. Foiled again. Well, oh, there went Devante, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> And Zach knows, Zach knows, I think, at this point, like what I would like to do, and he just does the opposite. But we could have missed out on Tom Brady there. But when we look at the board, uh, the next kind of – there was two teams here who are looking at quarterbacks, and that is this team who's taken Damian Pearson in the last one. But I, I, li I like to play the, the risk on some of these picks and see what gets back to us. I do too, but sometimes I feel like I've just been losing on those lately, and then I'm trying to find ways to – stack Derek Carr with like Mac Hollins or Matthew Stafford. <laughs> what I've experienced, uh, yeah. It's not fun. So to reach eight picks early to get Brady and get the stack, like I, I'm fine with that. What I've personally experienced at Underdog is that no player at, at any position ever falls, no matter yeah. what. They don't ever fall. It doesn't matter what, like even the kickers don't fall. So so no to get Brady, falls. we would have we would have had to have him fall four spots past ADP, and I'd be curious to Stephen though if any of those teams. Have so this team have. went Dak Prescott. They have they have CD Lamb, so they have stacked that. You know the the team here in twelve. They have CD Lamb, Allen Robinson, Gabe Davis, Darnell Mooney, George Kittle, Tony Pollard. So they're backing up on Cowboys here, and this team here um, has also passed. So I just will say Zach was right. We got Tom Brady. What if Tom we Brady did. is the player we you did in Week 17? Yeah. <laughs> How are we feeling? Yeah. How are we, we feeling here? The, the options become quite limited in this range, I think, at times. So I'll make a pitch in a moment, but I'll, I'll let Pat make his pitch here for who he would like. Well, we see our guy Miles Sanders out there. Well, Sorry, what, he's what, not what position on my board. Thinking, uh, there... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I was, don't do it. <laughs> I really liked Alave till we lost him. Uh, Make a call someone here. Are you thinking running back or what are you thinking? I'm open to both of the Tennessee wide receivers and Tyler Lockett if you want to go that way. But 
I do like Lockett. I do like Miles Sanders. I also don't have best ball brain, and I don't really can't decide what's best. I mean, Lockett is like a quintessential best ball player. I will say that. Uh, he is. You saw what I don't. I hate. I don't want the 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 power though. Come on, take Robert Woods. Take Robert Woods. Take Robert Woods. Make take him Trail happy. Make him happy. All right, good. All right, all right. What what a reach, call man. Ten We're going to get two of these. Or, have you played this game before? I have. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> all right. I just want to get back at you for the Tom Brady pick a minute ago. Yeah, well, I, uh, I'll never recover. The team is getting older. Yeah. I will say that about the team. It, it is about a, an eight pick uh, ADP jump. I, I'm thinking something very ugly here on the back end of this, and that is that if Trey Lombards come back to it, we, we take both of those and then we get Ryan Tannehill later. But that's, that's getting that's, that's getting disgustingly get, getting disgustingly bad. I would like to get two of those wide receivers that I mentioned before we go back to running back, but. I just also don't like Miles. I would take anyone ahead of Miles Sanders. Yeah, I mean, anytime you cannot take Miles Sanders, it's probably a good thing. <laughs> if Miles Sanders gets back to us, I'll I'll let you take him. How's that for a dude? Yeah, that would work. Uh, I mean, yeah, he would be a pretty good pick then. <laughs> so the lead back and what should be. Oh, just shoot, I think. Never mind. He did. We did our <laughs> Miles best. Sanders went off the board. We did our best. We did our best. I did offer. They ran 55% of the time after week six last year. Even if that – we know that will regress more to the center, but, I mean, it's probably going to remain close to 50-50. It's going to be a – well, I think it will be. I mean, who the heck knows? They have so many passing game weapons. The Eagles are a totally fascinating team this year. I, I agree. I think they could take a massive step forward as well. You know, I think Hertz is going to take a step forward, and that's what's going to depend on this team. Well, I there goes Traylon. There goes Traylon. So that, that's out the way. Uh, I, I also have been splitting both of those Tennessee wide receivers. I have drafted more Burke, so that was the reason I kind of leaned into Woods. Interesting, the team in the first spot has gone Wilson, Stafford, and Rodgers in back-to-back picks, which is unusual. Let's show us I the remember, I remember my we'll first underdog by. draft. Yeah. <laughs> Right after yeah. David Montgomery, huh? For the three quarterback team. Yeah. So I put George Pickens in here. He he seems to basically be complete and total dog at this point. The fact that he and Tyler Boyd have similar ADPs, I think, is kind of silly almost. So I like George Pickens a lot here. Uh, anyone still else? Not drafting Devin Singletary on these streams. Is that still? Happening? I don't want to unless unless Pat can get. No, Devin I'm 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 team. finally over my Devin Singletary addiction. <laughs> Took years. I can't believe this. Worked with some really good doctors. George Pickens, folks. I'm never. It? It's always the right answer, to be honest. That was so mannered, exactly the way you asked that. Would <laughs> you like some George Pickens yeah. today? <laughs> can, I, can I just do some Mr. George Pickens? <laughs> All right. All right. We got George Pickens. I love that. I also want to accept that Tyler Boyd slander while we're on the, the stream. <laughs> uh, no, I love Tyler. I've been drafting a lot of Tyler Boyd, but I don't now. Oh man! Now, now that we, How do we remove seen... Pat from the stream? Yeah, hold on. Let me see if we can get him. Um, <laughs> let me stay. <laughs> no, no. But what I what I like so much about Pickens is just every report on him has been good. His preseason performances have been great. Like his ADP is inflated, but he's still going essentially as a wide receiver. Probably what a wide receiver four at this point in time. Like he could be very very good with the Steelers offense. Even Kenny Pickett is kind of. I would say uh, outdone himself to this point in the preseason after a couple of bad training camp reports. So I I like Pickens. I think that he has a legitimate shot to be Pittsburgh's number two wide receiver. And we know he probably should have been a first round pick if not for that, that injury that limited his 2021 season at Georgia. So uh, even at a higher ADP, when you start to see him comp to other players, essentially like uh, Tyler Boyd in the range of Rondale Moore and guys of that nature, Pickens, I think, is such an easy pick over those guys at this point in time now that we've gotten to see something. Well, that's you made the important point about Pickens, I feel like, is that he's basically now being drafted as if he has first-round real-life draft capital. Because yeah. like you said, he would have had he not been hurt. And he's proven that he's healthy. And so, he's yeah, he's basically being drafted like he was like the number 24 overall pick. And yeah. it's totally fair. Right, and it's not too high right now. It's not too high. Yeah, it's he, not. He, his ADP hasn't outsoared his, you know, his play on the field. I think I think they both kind of are matching pretty evenly, and and I'm fine with him as a wide receiver five on a on a best ball team. Yeah, and it does also help bring the average age of our roster down again. That <laughs> Robert Wood selection. Yes, we can no longer <laughs> drink again. Finally. Yeah. So uh, we do have plenty of young guys on too, but yeah, usually we're, I, w- I would normally take trail on works over woods there, but we're, we're starting to have an interesting build here. We have our elite tight end. We have a high end quarterback. We have it stacked with Chris Godwin and we have really started to load up on, on running backs here as well as that 
selection at the very start of Austin Eckler. So sorry about in, that, the Eckler pick. Yeah, it might work out for us. At least we have one running back at this point. We we had a running back we agreed on at that point, and we have not agreed since. So uh, Singletary doesn't make it back to us, but we also have an Atlanta running back who is uh, potentially available here. I will say CPAT is to the point where his ADP could be totally nonsensical and then like just no one wants to believe um it certainly seems like he's still the lead back like I, clear I, cut lead back i've got cpat in there i i'm with you the the tyler algier experiment does not appear to be going great right now i just checked again yesterday he is still eighth on the depth chart eighth, <laughs> eighth. Still eighth. i mean i believe that probably hasn't been updated but he is eighth yeah can we can we go patterson here what do you think? Yeah, Colin? I think so. I, I, I was going to, I was going to say Rondell Moore, and he went one pick before, so I think that puts us into Patterson. Uh, yeah. I think CPAT too, like not to get like best ball normie here, but he's a great best ball player because he has like he's a spiked week guy. Colin, like, you said it. Get him out of here. Yeah, yeah. he's the spiked week guy. <laughs> yeah. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> no, you but follow I, Pat I, on Twitter at Rotopat. <laughs> <laughs> I went best ball normie. Yeah. It's a great, uh, it's a great point, though. Honestly, oh, so you know what happened there? I was hoping though that we would have circled back and we would have got your guy Brian Robinson in the next round. Robinson goes. I, I want to announce it every time he goes here. I think that is the ten oh seven. Is that correct? And uh, yeah, that drum yeah. beat Zach. You have just destroyed that ADP. CPAP, by the way, he just has so many avenues to like, like big games because he gets all. Like, he last year he got like all the high value touches. This year he's more competition for those. But it seemed like anytime there was a critical third down, anytime there's a critical red zone play, like he's kind of like the first option. It could be t- it's a different quarterback. It's the, uh, thing, the thing is he can do so many things. Like so, it, you know, can potentially run up. But I know we talk about running backs out of the backfield, but he is a wide receiver, so they can put him in the slot if they need to do. They can move him about so many ways. It, it's so versatile. Um, I, I think his ADP, like I was expecting him to be right in the dead zone this year. I was expecting him to be maybe a seventh round draft pick based on how good last season went for him. But that obviously has not happened, and he's back into a, an area where I think he is draftable now and where his ADP is. It makes it a situation though, where we really have to get the uh, the Falcons quarterbacks to pair it up. I would I would have liked to get Rondell Moore there, which would have given us two bringbacks with that Falcons end as well. But yeah, Cardrell Patterson is our second running back. is not, not bad. Let's go back to the queue, though, because we are about to be on the clock and see what what we can swing here from this particular point. I don't think we should actually I don't think we should actually take him and Russell Gage isn't practicing. So let's just what do we got, folks? I don't know. <laughs> I'm scared. Well, based on the upside you're looking to get in a tournament like this, I haven't drafted Russell Gage at all, but I think he could be an option. But I do think Rashad White could be an option. I do like the, the white that you just added to the queue. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the other the other two running backs <clears> beside <throat> him as well. I, I think White for this build makes the most sense, but see mm-hmm. uh, the reason I'm not drafting Miles Sanders is I'm drafting Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, <laughs> that, that's but Naheem Hines I think is also interesting. But I think White for this we should we should go there. I totally agree because I'm a Fournette fader. Like for yeah, big time, big time. I there's actually been a couple of players where I've gone and looked at my exposure to them and been shocked to see that I haven't drafted them even once. I I think Fournette's in that category for me, and because I have more Brian Robinson than the rest of Twitter combined, uh, <laughs> Antonio Gibson is also in that category for me. Um, but yeah, I, I love getting Rashad White in drafts. Yeah, and I, I've said this before, the Fournette one, I've been wrong on Fournette most years. I was wrong on him <laughs> last year, and I'm if he's good this year, I'm going to be wrong on him this year, and I, yeah. I'm, willing to, uh, I'm willing to accept that. Uh, but Rashad White, I think you're always with Brady, and it, you know, it might never work again, but you always dream of the Danny Woodhead, James White, you know, those pass catchers out of the backfield, and obviously we hope that Ronald Jones could do that, but he, he obviously can't. Well, Rashad White's going to be way more than that. If he's good, he's going to be like a three-down back. Like, he's going to be legit good. Yeah. And so, Fournette like, is not a good pass catcher. He just keeps defaulting into the role over and over and over again. And I, they've given themselves another backup option. And I think if, if he can just pass protect, like, at a baseline level, he's going to get a lot of snaps over Fournette on third down. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I, I don't know, maybe like it's not something I do a huge amount, but stacking your quarterback with your running back again could be something that's a little unique. People listening in, maybe let us know in the comments. If you've seen that much, it's just something I, I don't tend to do all that often. We do miss out then on the, the next couple of picks. We do see Hines and Gainwell. Though they would have been nice if one of them would have slid back. But I do feel now adding those two running backs in the last round to go with Eckler, we're into a pretty good spot. Algier goes off the board. Justin Fields goes off the board. But at this point... 
let's give us a, a follow run, Zach. You can give us a run through the team. Uh, you, you're at the controls. It'll be easier for also, you. Also, is it Mariota time? Uh, yeah, <laughs> one would think so. Um, not yet. We can still wait. We have uh, Tom Brady, Austin Eckler, Cordell Patterson, Rashad White, Debo Samuel, Marquise Brown, Chris Godwin, Drake London, Robert Woods, George Pickens, Kyle Pitts. We are going to be on the clock here in just a second. Uh, we have one person in our queue. I apologize. Uh, th- this draft is actually kind of getting a little crazy, though. I-, I would be interested in Michael Carter, just given that we did do the Brees Hall fade. Uh, I don't mind Madison either. Carter or Pacheco, I would, I would probably go with over Madison. I would too, actually. Who you- your preference? Who do you want, Pat? I was feeling Carter, but I mean, Pacheco, now we're getting to the point where people are like like wanting to go reverse hipster and not take him. I like both of them. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I like Carter. And again, I say this as a tiebreaker specifically, as we have four running backs now, they all have varying bye weeks. Not vital, but when we when we draft less running backs, Pacheco and Eckler have the same bye week. I think the thing with Pacheco that's interesting is the hype has got so high that he is now reaching into kind of the, the 12th round in this type of ADP. And then people, obviously it makes a little bit sense to lean off. It's going to be interesting to see if that happens with Brian Robinson now as well, as he has vastly risen in ADP over the last little bit. But yeah, it can get a little bit buzzy. And then you get to a certain point where you're like, if this doesn't work out and I've drafted him, you know, five times in a row, uh, it's not going to work. I I, I do worry that Pacheco might be on the 2022 Austin team when it's all said and done. And he's just a a guy who didn't quite offer up what we we thought he was going to do for the last month of the season. Yeah, I have. I talked to Zach when we were going up to Canton about like trying not to overreact to the preseason. I obviously check what's happening. I try not to like jump from clip to clip, being like wow, wow, wow. So I've stayed out of it, and I think I'm better off hard at this point because if you watch every clip, you're up and down like a, a roller coaster in terms of your emotions. But it is one thing with the media that we can get now through cell phone footage and things like that to see players make big plays in training camp. But it's also a different thing then when we go into a, a situation in a game and it does not happen so it'll be interesting to see if he can carry that over into the the regular season the good news for pacheco is like he's getting on a multiple fronts it's not just the media it is also the coaching staff oh yeah yeah, yeah that's very true yeah and like some guys get steamed just because they deserve steam and not everyone is like uh like a like darwin a thompson yeah like not everyone's a t-shirts and shorts all-stars and then they just yeah. actually deserve it and we're de- I think we're definitely into the backlash to Isaiah Pacheco phase. Yeah. Sorry. I'm Wendell like, Robinson I'm trying to would have been. Add more than one person to my queue right now. So carry on, <laughs> yeah, carry good, on fellas. Good idea. Uh, Pache- Pacheco has not gone yet. We'll see if he gets back to us. But Jacoby Myers goes, Irv Smith, DJ Chark, Wendell Robinson, James Robinson, and Christian Watson. Your thoughts on the Packers, young wide receivers, uh, Pat, as Christian Watson, obviously back in training, we'll probably see his ADP start to creep up a little bit. My thoughts are, you know, the Packers offense is kind of like the Patriots offense where you've basically never seen a rookie receiver farewell. Like even like Devonta Adams, you know, we thought was a bust, but 
they just have no choice. Like you're not going to survive with Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins as your top three. Like a rookie is going to break through. Aaron Rodgers already said Romeo Dobbs is not going to be treated like a normal Packers rookie receiver. You would have to think there's a big gulf between him and Christian Watson who just resumed practicing. And Romeo Dobbs is like having low lights too. He's having drops, but the highlights, like everyone's acknowledging them, including Aaron Rodgers. And really even with his ADP, like, skyrocketing Romeo Dobbs is the only Packers receiver I feel comfortable taking we could go Pacheco here which is obviously a pretty sweet value we do need another tight end and I think there's a way to pivot to Patriots quarterback Mac Jones as our second quarterback we don't have to get as gross as uh Marietta if we don't want to what do you guys think we have eight seconds probably lead to Hunter Henry do you want to do Hunter Henry I like Hunter Henry just because uh it's the one defined role in the Patriots skill core Hunter Henry yeah. will be the red zone guy and yeah. He's been the red zone guy like his entire career. Yeah, he really he really has been. I, I was looking at something uh, earlier this this offseason and and I if I I'm gonna get canceled if I misspeak here, but I believe the the production between Henry and Dawson Knox, Knox did miss a few games, but it was relatively uh, comparable from a fantasy production standpoint. And I, I think Dawson Knox is basically being drafted as his ceiling this year, whereas I think Hunter Henry, who plays on a Patriots team that was near the bottom of the league and, and things like pass rate and even pace of play, they weren't very high. If the Patriots see any kind of increase in that, if Mac Jones is a little bit better, then I think there's actually a real path for Hunter Henry to exceed those numbers and maybe sneak into the end of a fantasy season as like a, a low-end tight end one, uh, which he's currently not being drafted at. And say with our team, if Kyle Pitts like doesn't take the next step because the quarterback play is so shaky – at least we have like a good baseline with our second tight end as a guy who's getting a lot of red zone targets and probably yeah. scoring a lot of touchdowns. Oh yeah, for sure. I think everything you said there about Henry is, is very fair. The players that we had, and I think Pacheco, that was a, an interesting decision to whether we went for him or not. The player I probably would have pitched for would have been KJ Hamler, but I think based on the construction so far, that, that makes sense to, to go that way. There is a few tight ends that um, I like a little bit more that usually go in, in this next round, but in terms of the build now, I'm I'm happy to go just a two tight end build here. Is that what mm-hmm. you're looking to do, Zach and Pat? Hopefully, hopefully. I, yeah, I, we've I like got a decent amount of resources invested in the tight end position. And we do. Hopefully, hopefully, we can see it out with two. The the other part that I heard there was that we don't have to draft Marcus Mariota, which I definitely do not agree with here <laughs> at this point. Well, <laughs> I, if we can pivot off a guy who might only play half the season, I think it's good to do so. Uh, putting us in the in the range of a uh, of a Mac Jones, I thought was nice. Also, another guy who's on the board who I'm not against possibly taking here if he makes it to us. I'll I'll speak him into existence for the team that's picking before us as they go with their second quarterback, Matt Ryan. I'm actually interested in here, given some of his later round weapons. But the, the team that's picking before us will snipe him like he has a couple other picks now that I said something. The, the <laughs> nevertheless, the, quarter, the quarterback we need to draft is Marcus Mariota. <laughs> I unfortunately agree, I think. I mean, I would like to take Matt Ryan and maybe stack him with Paris. Do not take Matt Ryan. uh... Whatever you do to me on the stream, do not draft Matt Ryan. (laughs) If I guess here's my question. We should just get out of the way now then. If we take Marcus Mariota, do we want a third quarterback? Like there's a good chance you probably you probably get you probably get redder in the last round if you want to do that. Yeah, we could even go pick it. Because we do have we do have George Pickens. I guess that'd just be my real question is do we go three quarterbacks here if if, if we need to, we're on the clock. We won't take Matt Ryan. We probably need to go three quarterbacks if Mariota's the second. Because I, I agree, we... he's not going to start. Uh, he probably won't even get to double digit starts. Yeah. Well, I would go Raheem Mostert here. Raheem Mostert. <laughs> I'm going to put on my pets anyway to get away is he from He's still him. in the league. Oh, he is, sorry. yeah. There he is. Oh, he's going to get autoed. That appears. Do, do we want to take him? Yeah, throw the host a bone. Mm-hmm. All right, calm. All right. <laughs> You did take the last couple of picks uh, against my will. So, uh, the uh, if you only knew the rush I feel when doing that call, you understand why. The pain. <laughs> we we would though uh, the tight end. I would have hoped to get there would have been Everett or Fant. We would have missed out on Everett. He did go one pick before, but Fant would still have been an option if we didn't go Henry there. But I do think that in a tournament like this, there is half a million people to beat if you want to try and win the top prize. And there is sometimes where your roster develops in a certain way where. I think it's more about taking that swing for the fence. And if this team falls apart because Marcus Mariota doesn't start, I think that's worth the risk based on what we have done throughout the rest of the draft. Does that sound crazy or does that sound fair? 
sounded very fair. I think it probably think also it, sounded very crazy. I think it. But, uh, I think it's fair though. Yeah. It sounded so, final five rounds of a best ball draft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. starts getting yeah. real deep into rationalizations usually. It's, yeah, you sound like a man who's done over a hundred of these. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Please get help after yeah. this. Stream is you over. need to be a good rationalizer if you're going to be a best baller. That's true. Yeah, so if you, if you're actually like anyone that is planning to draft just a couple of teams over the next few weeks, you're you probably shouldn't draft the players who's drafted here and and actually be actively wanting to get Marcus Mariota in the later <laughs> rounds. As a as a potential two quarterback build, that is not what we would recommend. But uh, we'll see how it starts to play out. At running back, though, we now have, I believe, six running backs. Zach, is that correct? And I, for me, I think we're we have, oh, we have five. Five, five. Oh. Eckler, Patterson, White, Michael Carter, Raheem Mostert. It's more like four because we have Raheem Mostert. Yeah, we could maybe yeah. sixth, but <laughs> yeah, we, we potentially could put in a sixth. But I'm pretty pretty happy with what we're going at. Zach, what would you prefer as the roster construction? Do Do you want it? We go with three quarterbacks. <laughs> if we go three quarterbacks, I'll make the pitches to go with both Falcons. Both Falcons. Um, I, I we do need three quarterbacks. Three quarterbacks, two tight ends for sure. That leaves us with what five players. So I think the, maybe is there any way you could do Mac Jones here and then pray that Mariota falls to the next round? Mac Jones here is actually pretty. Mariota's gonna. Mariota has an ADP of two hundred five. If someone takes Mariota, it's because they hate us. <laughs> Honestly, that's what it is. So we could we could do Mac Jones here. He he didn't just go. We could do Mac Jones here. I mean, it's Colin hating Mariota. Show us the Q. Show us the Q. Show us the Q. Put him in the Q, though. Fall, no, the fall Q. The fall Q ADP. Him. Yeah, there you go. He's going to get right. autoed now. He's going to get autoed. I think we should just do that. I what? actually think we should, too. Uh, Mariota, Colin, he's not a good I would go Ryan Tannehill over Mac Jones. Oh, we take him. I, I wouldn't have time to make that move anyways. I'm, I'm too, I'm Tannehill, too frankly, might not start 17 games either. He uh, might not. Not necessarily because of Malik Willis, but... I think the Titans' offensive line is still not in good shape. Defenses started to not respect Mer- Tannehill last year. Where like teams started selling out against the Titans' play fakes. Tannehill is still one of the worst in the league at perceiving pressure. I'm kind of beginning to wonder if he'll make it through the season healthy. Just to be honest, it's very plausible. I, I knew you were going to overrule me there. That's why I wanted so badly to get Mostert. So now we have a Patriot <laughs> stack with Henry and Mac Jones, and we can take it back with Raheem Mostert for the. The Miami Dolphins. There you go. I like it. Uh, oh, so are we taking how... Mariota if he falls to us? <laughs> yeah, we should. Like we've we've so much invested in that game, it would be ridiculous not to draft Mariota. Mariota is like a bit equity pick now, but we can still do it if we want to. It's it's not bad. I don't think it's bad to do. I just there's probably not going to be many weeks. Where I can't believe there's active conversation. Players. I have I have pitched for the last ten rounds that we need to draft Marcus Mariota, and it's still a topic of conversation. <laughs> We're still not sold. Yeah. <laughs> still I don't know, man. Felipe up. Franks will be there in round 18. <laughs> he will be. He will be. He will be for sure. Yeah, I, I'm comfortable waiting, but I'm also like, what are we doing still discussing it? Yeah, just, I would back. be fine just getting him. There's no difference between these three rounds. It doesn't matter. Oh, I don't need to get him now. I'm happy again. No, to no, get him now. Get him now. <laughs> I'm joking. I went ahead and put Felipe Franks in the queue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You better remove him just in case. Yes. Where should we go? We got 20 seconds here. So Jared we're basically McKinnon. going to be looking at like a 3-6-7-2 build. Yeah, Jarek McKinnon, I think. Hmm. Do you have anyone you prefer? I really don't. You can star McKinnon because I don't not prefer him. Yeah. Everyone up the top here is gross. We're not taking Hayden Hurst. We're not taking Taysom Hill. We're not taking Brevin Jordan. And then none of these running backs have great scenarios with them either. Marlon Mack's probably a, a third stringer, and Daryl Williams is going to get cut or traded. <laughs> I yeah. saw a report on that. So let, let's do McKinnon's the kind of guy who could have some random, like two touchdown games and probably like a handful, like five or six catch games. So it's a yeah. pretty good pick at this point. Yeah. I like it. Let's, uh, just in case we forget, let's make sure we add Marcus Mario to the, to the queue, just in case it does slip by. <laughs> we could forget at this point. Call him um, Marcus Mariota very clearly related they're boys just, yeah. out of, just out of interest on this team scroll down i just want to see what players we missed out on after that uh, mac jones pick <laughs> that we, we could uh, we could have uh, received missing's pretty relative at this stage i would say we missed out on isaiah likely who went two picks after which is also incredible um, to sleep over that one <laughs> we uh we didn't really miss we didn't really miss out on <laughs> zay that. jones I, I would say we maybe missed out on paris campbell but yeah, yeah he we, would be the one we didn't miss out on anybody yeah 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, and if we're going to go three quarterback, I'd rather feel really good about having a nice quarterback too and have Mariota as my QB three. Exactly. Than- I, I thought Mac was kind of a because like we're we're in deep trouble at quarterback if it's two picks on Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I would just I would just take one and I would like I have had this discussion on some of the Road of His Overtime podcast about the fact that I think Ritter, if the team aren't playing well, becomes the quarterback at that late stage of the season where you would want him in a tournament format. But I would probably in this situation draft Marcus Mario. Well, I think that's an interesting question to bring up too. If they're not doing well, which you're right, they're not gonna do well. So they're not gonna do well. If if Ritter gets the the, the call at any point in time. It's going to be at the back half of the season. He was a tremendous athlete. Uh, he, he actually has some rushing upside. I, I know we draft Marcus Mariota in part because they're going to be throwing a lot and he can rush a little bit. I think Ritter has that same kind of rushing upside. He had a nice 40-yard dash at the combine. The the play here might be now that we have Mac Jones to actually go Ritter over Mariota and actually try to have three quarterbacks on any given week in the back half of the season. It's actually, I'm, I think I'm, I'm just one man with an opinion. I think I'm sold on that, actually. But don't take him here. <laughs> Uh, we won't take him here. Uh, we're on the clock. Who do we want? Are we take? Let's take Marriott out of the queue. We can think on this for a second. Take him out of the queue. <laughs> Bill Fuller. Um, David no. Bell. I yeah, love David, David Bell is a good one, actually. Yeah, Will Fuller, David Bell, probably my picks. Um, I can't take Will Fuller. I worry that Kendrick like... Bourne got canceled. Yeah, Will Fuller might just like <laughs> not even kidding. Like, might not have like a functional hand anymore. Like, it seems really bad. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the Will Fuller story is, but it, it, there hasn't been one that's been good since. The it's pretty crazy that he's not draft. signed. Like. August 10th would have been about when you'd expect someone like him to get signed. And it just like, hasn't happened. We haven't even yeah. heard anything about him hardly. We're five days away from final cuts and he's still not signed. So that's pretty – that means teams have like fully evaluated their roster at this point and still decided not to sign him. What are we going to do here if both Marcus Mariota and uh, Desmond Ritter get drafted before our final pick? That won't happen. Uh, it definitely won't happen, but what if it did? We pay Franks. He's pretty safe, I think. Yeah. Well, he's got tight end eligibility. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, if I, I kind of talked myself in the Ritter, honestly. If, if we're going to draft a player, I'd rather have a guy who I think is going to be playing in the back half of the season rather than in the front half. Uh, have either of you guys got a coin? No. <laughs> I actually don't. I'm at an alternate desk. My normal desk, I do have some coins on it. I'm not allowed I, I, just, uh, I, I just use uh, digital currency now. I'm one of, I'm one of those guys. How do you yeah. flip a Bitcoin? Calm's <laughs> <laughs> tossing his iPhone in the air as we yeah. speak. Um, t- flipping his man's coin. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The the value on that, you should be careful when you're tossing it through yeah, the air. Yeah, true. Can we go Ritter over Mariota? I, I just think if we're going to actually talk in context of a tournament and what we want, possibly having 17 players active or 18 players active as opposed to 17 because one got benched midway through the season is kind of ideal. I think it's an extreme galaxy brain play, but probably is. But there's a pretty strong chance Mariota is a ghost ship by the time the t- the tournament gets here. Yeah, the playoffs get here. I mean, Let's... I hope he's good. I really, I really do hope he has a. I think Ritter is like Mac Jones, where he's like already at his ceiling. Just to be honest. Also, you know that uh, Marcus Mariota plays with a coach who had the pleasure of benching him before. He yeah, has, that is. A he really hasn't held back. Point. That uh, is a good point. I think let's I'd go be... and, and and the honor of uniqueness. Let's go with Ritter. No one. And the honor and, and in the honor of uh, me wanting to draft Marcus Mariota for ten rounds. Let's do the opposite. That's just true. draft the opposite quarterback. There's no better <laughs> way to close out this live stream for the for the end of season live stream than to take a player who calm effectively. Does do it with a galaxy brain. End it with a galaxy brain. Desmond Ritter. There you go. We did it. We did it. We did it, we did it folks. I've talked through that play quite a bit, but I haven't drafted as many Falcons that I actually needed to go and do it. So <laughs> I, I talked it into existence myself, but you guys were, if I wanted Mario to use it, would overrule me. So I had to, mm-hmm. I had to we were, the, we were coming up with lots of scenarios where, well, what if we don't draft Marcus Mariota? That's right. That's right. <laughs> All these different scenarios. I'm, I was waiting for somebody to pitch uh, Teddy Bridgewater as an option, uh, but, <laughs> but we go, yeah. we go with it. So let's uh, run through the full team, Zach. Um, I, I, I'll let you do it because sometimes when I start reading it, then you'll scroll through the screen and I'm like, I have no idea who the rest of the players are. So okay. take it away. Okay, sure. Uh, quarterback, we have Tom Brady, Mac Jones, and then consensus pick Devin, or Desmond Ritter. <laughs> uh, 
Austin Eckler, Cordell Patterson, Rashad White, Michael Carter, Raheem Mostert, Jerick McKinnon at running back. At wide receiver, we have Debo Samuel, Marquise Brown, Chris Godwin, Drake London, Robert Woods, George Pickens, David Bell. And at tight ends, we have Kyle Pitts and Hunter Henry. Uh, we'll kick that out of here in just a second. So then I'll, when it, when it kicks us out, we'll, uh, we'll go right. back. But Hunter overall, Henry, I really like this team. Hunter Henry, you're giving me death, basically. Exactly. I, I have a, like, the one thing I'll say, I have a feeling that this team is not going to be duplicated throughout the tournament. No. <laughs> this, is a one, this is a one-of-one roster. So there's a lots of differentiation in it, um, which I think is going to be quite interesting. Um, I, I think overall it's it's pretty uh, pretty good, I think. This might be one I'm actually like, oh, I'll text you, Zach, in like late October. Be like, how's that live stream team we did doing? Yeah, he'll be texting <laughs> me to know if we've all three achieved generational wealth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's going to... What's and my I know what that going to be? The, uh, the the moment that that's going to happen is when Desmond Ritter's named the starter. I think that's one of those. That'll be the the eureka moment. I remember. Oh, yeah. I should text Zach about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, How are you feeling, Zach, about the roster? I mean, I love the for a roster that's pretty different from what we're usually drafting. I I think that at the end of the day, we still got a lot of players who we really like. Um, we and- might be totally screwed if Austin Eckler gets hurt. I will say that. <laughs> Yeah, oh, like that. That's usually the thesis behind if you draft a running back in the first yeah, couple of rounds. We it's, will be totally screwed. It's the thesis Actually, behind the play, but there's a couple things that can save us from that potentially. Maybe not, but but I like the way that we still hammered wide receiver early. We we already discussed that Chris Godwin very well may look like a massive value at his current ADP. So so if that ends up happening, we're in good shape there. And then the the ceiling play on Kyle Pitts is that he's actually going to be the tight end one this year, maybe and. If that were to happen, we, we got him after Kelsey and Andrews, which would, you know, we know that elite tight end gives us a little bit of an edge there. So losing Eckler, certainly not ideal. You never want to lose your first pick. But I think there's a couple picks that we made late that have a, a legitimate potential to outplay their ADP. And if that ends up happening, then hopefully uh, going with the hero RB strategy doesn't end up, uh, well, I would say going with the hero RB strategy would help us out because we, we have a pretty backloaded roster behind them. Yeah, I think we've got basically almost a zero rb roster with austin eckler on it yeah if you look at it's it hero, it's, it's like a, you know hero RB. like if yeah no but if we look at like patterson white carter moster mckinnon like i have rosters that just have those five running backs on it without austin eckler <laughs> so we, we can say like we, we could we could lose out on austin eckler but i also have rosters like this that don't have austin eckler on it. Yeah. uh but um yeah i think it's how are you feeling though pat looking back at it would you like to have more running backs different running backs different areas what would you think i don't know yeah i guess there's a reason none of us ever want to take austin eckler because i do look at it like yeah man we shouldn't have taken eckler but uh I, I really do like the receivers chris godwin and drake london might be the two most important players on the team uh because you know they kind of don't live up to adp expectations and i feel like we really need george pickens to break out he could but I feel pretty solid with debo and marquise and then I feel pretty solid between Godwin and Drake London. One of them is going to go off and probably Godwin. Um, so really, really, we're going to have a really, really solid receiver trio. And there's enough, we, we pieced together enough production in the backfield where there's got, there's enough injury and like committee uncertainty in those backfields. that All these guys are going to have big games at some point in the season. And uh, yeah, Pitts too. I, it just, it, it felt right. This this team felt right taking the pitch shot. I thought. And uh, the one thing I'll always say is, when we are in those lit rounds, I do think that you should be taking those very big upside plays on the rookies, like a David Bell, for example. Like you know, there's veteran options going there, but try and stare away from them for people listening and go 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 the way of the the rookies. And uh, we also we won't talk about it on this. It's far uh, behind the scenes conversations, but there is interesting stories around these two guys at the expo. But we'll keep that. Uh, some walls may have been may have been climbed at a certain point, but as we get ready to wrap up, Pat, obviously it's a, a busy couple of weeks here, and then we head into the full NFL season. What have you got going on that uh, the listeners should check out? Just kind of everything. I've got a rankings like update article coming up, so we, we're updating the rankings, of course, trying to make sure we have a big update before this weekend's draft. Kind of like an article cataloging some of the bigger changes. I'm hoping to have a what we call a hinge point ADP article next week where. Going like round by round, just like talk about like the player at each round by ADP with like the widest range of outcomes. Like the player who's going to like win the most leagues or lose the most leagues from that round. And 
Zach knows it's the, as you know, it's the final weekend of the preseason. Zach is going to be blurbing a lot. I'm going to be blurbing a lot. There's fewer blurbs than there used to be from the preseason. Like a lot of teams aren't going to play anyone of note, but we're going to get, get blurbs up on the site on anyone of consequence from this weekend. So it'll be a pretty big blurb weekend. Yeah. Just keep it locked to the draft guide. Keep it locked to the site. Yeah. And of course, follow Pat on Twitter at Rotopat If you aren't doing so already, Zach, last stream together here before the season we're hoping that some of these checks cash at the end of the year we can split those funds but what have you got going on over the the next week or so and i know vacation time is minutes away yeah vacation time on monday family vacation uh playing at the start of football season always always a good idea um (laughs) so the busiest time of the year yeah i'm just gonna be the busiest time of the year and that's that's when we planned it uh i've already petitioned the the government to allow allow my parents to do that next year but um nevertheless i have an article that i did on college football dfs week zero not sure why it's called week zero but it is we have a couple games Calm, you're going to the one I believe in Ireland, actually, Northwestern versus Nebraska. That's pretty cool. I haven't figured out why we're sending Nebraska to Ireland. Um, I've been wondering about that. But. Are they the version of the Jaguars uh, for college football? No. Well, no, they're, they're, a, they're, they're a former they're, powerhouse, but there's just a lot of American college teams with like fairly strong connections to Ireland, and Nebraska is not one of them. You, you may have a, heard a of pretty, Notre Dame fighting Irish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a pretty uh, funny tweet that Zach sent to me earlier today. I did retweet it yesterday, but the logo for Nebraska is a large red N. But for people over here, when you pass your driving license, you get like a white sticker you have to put on your car that has a large red N on it. So the uh, Nebraska <laughs> fans coming over are going to think that Ireland is well and truly uh, fully behind them. But it's just that people are people are learning to drive. It's, it's a giant N for noob driver. Um, yeah, basically. So, yeah. so uh, but no, I, I got a college football DFS article that dropped yesterday. I have actually a Nebraska Northwestern preview that will drop today or tomorrow. And I have a late round pass catchers. That's wide receiver and tight end uh, to, to, to backload your roster with coming up on Friday, I believe. Uh, for the for the fantasy football portion of NBC Sports Edge, so doing a little bit of all of it, but definitely a few articles dropping over the next seventy two hours on my end. That's Zach, awesome. So Zach busy, writes a lot. Yeah, busy, busy time, and uh, it's going to head into a busy season, but hopefully a successful fantasy season for all involved. We thank everyone who's watched this stream. We will have other streams and videos coming up on the road of his YouTube channel over the coming weeks and all throughout the season. So make sure you hit that subscribe button if you are watching this video. Give us a thumbs up. But until we're back with another show, whenever that happens to be, have a good one.